0: challenge is I think having the mental fortitude to be able to push forward and keep working and being productive even when I'm not entirely sure what my next step is and I feel like things aren't going my way. You know
1: Hey y'all, I'm Alexis and welcome to First Year Project. A podcast sharing the stories behind the good, bad, and integral aspects of first-year experiences. That's Mikkel, creator of Artistic Manifesto, the music blog for the eclectic, selective, hip-hop lover. While hip-hop and other music blogs covering a gamut of artists new and old frequent the internet now, that wasn't always the case. Motivated by a friendly dare... Mikel and his team have steadily developed the Artistic Manifesto brand organically with well-written pieces and some of the dopest music selection shared on the internet since 2009. On Twitter alone, the brand has over 36,000 followers and is steadily growing. Listen to my conversation with Mikel as we talk about music, how he navigated getting kicked out of school and the importance of pushing forward even when you don't know exactly what the next step will be. You can find First Year Project on Twitter and Instagram at @firstyearprj. P is in Paul, R is in Ricky, J is in John, and on Facebook at First Year Project. For visuals and previous episodes, visit firstyearproject.com. If you like the show, please make sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes as it helps First Year Project go up in the rankings and reach more people. If you're not familiar with how to do this, please visit firstyearproject.com slash review. A link will also be included in the show notes. Side note: This was actually my first interview ever over the phone, so Mikkel's audio will sound like he's talking on the phone because he actually is. <laughs> so, Mikkel, what exactly do you do, and why do you do it?
0: Oh man, just the the big question is right up front. <laughs> I do. Um, in life in general or in, like, one particular area.
1: So specifically with Artistic Manifesto, I know that you're kind of working in a lot of different types of projects, and we can definitely get into that, too, but what would you say that you do um, with Artistic Manifesto, and why do you do it?
0: For sure. Um, So artisticmanifesto.com was created in 2009, actually, when I was at Military Academy. And I wanted a creative outlet. Um, I've been a, a music fan since the LimeWire days, pretty much.
1: LimeWire, man. Yeah. Super throwback. Kind of way back then.
0: Um, so I wanted kind of an outlet where I could share what I enjoyed the most, um, songs that I love. And um, that was kind of my, my creative outlet. I was in the just not too much of a, a creative space as to am sure you understand. So,
1: mm-hmm. For sure.
0: And, yeah, and our our goal is just to be able to highlight some of the best music from around the world and give it to you in a special way, um, in a unique way with great packaging.
1: No, now I've read on the internet that you actually started it uh, via a friend's dare. So, what exactly was the dare?
0: Um. So at the military academy, I'm sure you can imagine it's a bit more strict than <laughs> regular college. Um, if I wasn't the most tied down to following rules sometimes, they had this thing called walking out. Where if you get in trouble, you put on this super formal military uniform. Okay. And you pretty much back and forth. So I was telling my friend, I was talking to my friend who also got in trouble. And I was like, yeah, you know, I want to write about uh, Hip hop one day I want to write you know for a blog or media outlet and he's, he's a New Yorker so he's really like to the point he's, like okay so just do <laughs> so I was like alright bet and I literally um, purchased the domain and um, set the blog and everything like next day um so yeah that was that was the deal
1: just like that
0: yeah just like that you know
1: that's crazy so I find that. There are a lot more people who will kind of, like, drag their feet about starting stuff like that. But in your case, it was just something where you had the motivation. And it was like, yeah, you know what? I should start this. That's really cool. I
0: appreciate it. And, yeah, I probably should have had, you know, a much better plan. You know, <laughs> a plan of some sort at all.
1: For sure. Now you have a really uh, like somewhat unconventional story, starting off actually in military academy. So like one like like what was that like 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 how did you even like start that route?
0: Um, how did I start with the military academy? So I come from a, a military
1: family. Okay. My father,
0: my uncle, my cousins, my grandpa, my mother, like almost everyone except. Or, you know, my brother and a few cousins and, like, my immediate family, they were all military. So
1: wow. I had wow.
0: choices, but I was definitely, um, you know, I saw a lot of people around me doing it. Um, and I never backed out from challenges, so I heard it was one of the hardest schools to make it through. And it would show you leadership skills. And I mean, you come out with a good degree and a good job. So that's kind of why I like
1: and what was it like for you? Because you were talking a little bit about how um, you're not necessarily one to, to follow rules. So I'm wondering how your experience was being that way and also committing to uh, Military Academy.
0: Um, it was definitely a wild experience because you got to figure from like, I was there from like 80, 18, 22. So like really when I'm just getting to know who the hell I am. Um, I'm figuring out what I want to do with my life and I have, you know, all these rules and restrictions around me. And, you know, I came from a uh, suburban, suburban Virginia, which is a pretty, a pretty diverse kind of place. And I, I went to a school that was, you know, 85% male, you know, less than, I want to say like, less than 10% black, um, you know, and just, very much so a different environment than what I was used to. So Mm. it was definitely a big adjustment. um, But at the same time, it forced me to focus. It forced me to work harder than I thought I could, and it forced me to get better um, at, you know, being organized and a lot of different things. And um, then I also, you know, I love challenges, so I joined a fraternity called Cat Alpha Side to be Incorporated. Yes. Um while I was at West Point just, uh, You know, just more challenges on top of the
1: challenges. For sure. What was the the day you knew that you're like, you know what, I don't know if this is where I need to be. Do you remember that day?
0: Um well I mean to catch the chase it wasn't really up to me to know. <laughs> um I actually
1: Tell us I us thrown
0: Um, I got thrown out. Okay. um, my senior year, actually. And I had kind of gone through probably most of my junior and senior year. Um, I was starting to get real disenchanted with the military academy and the military itself just for a variety of reasons. Um, So, basically, I started to get in trouble for certain things. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, I was told that, I was not fit to be able to a military officer, so I had to kind of restart my whole life and that thing. you know?
1: How did you navigate through that? Like, how do you navigate through virtually re- not only restarting your own life, but also, like, coming from, like, a military family and having that be the, I guess, like, the ultimate outcome of that phase of your life?
0: For sure. Um, it was definitely a blessing to have very supportive parents who were like, okay, well, that wasn't the ideal thing to have happen, but you're still our son. We still love you. I'll get off your ass. Go you know, do something. Go back <sighs> to school. Figure yeah. out you know, what's next. Um, make sure you understand, you know, whatever what, whatever your next goal is, let's let's move towards that. So um, I ended up going to UVA that summer, and then um, there was an issue with parents not transferring. So I worked at home for about six months. And then I ended up going um, back to school at BCU for all college year, all of 2013 at BCU.
1: Okay, so, so even a couple more roadblocks.
0: Yeah, there were um, been been the roadblocks literally every step of the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have to keep um, keep finding a way to get it to um, whatever that next step is going to be.
1: So, how did you actually manage? running Artistic Manifesto because it's, it's a full-blown uh, website. Like So how are you doing that and going through this major like tr- transition from school to school?
0: I don't know. It was just always kind of haphazardly. Um, <laughs> just like being motivated enough to do it every day and to find the time to work. I mean, you know, I've got to the point where with music vlogging, it's not about having a lot of words sometimes. It can just be about, you know, being timely. So, you know, hearing a song like right when it drops and putting it out. Yeah. Um, so, you can, if I had 15 minutes, I would throw a post. If I had, you know, half an hour, I'd throw a post. Something like that. Um, and just, I think, really just having motivation to keep doing it is what kept me doing it. I just didn't make excuses. Um, it every day, and if I I couldn't do it one day, I couldn't do the number of posts I wanted to do the one day, I would do, you know, some more the next day. And, you know, gradually I started to attract people who also wanted to write about the same thing, so I kind of showed them the ropes a little bit, got them on board, and that's kind of helped me, and I've been able to, uh, you know, let them do some of the writing also, and work on
1: different things. So now you have, like, a full-blown team, but when you first started, was it just you contributing to the website?
0: Um, yeah, it was just, it, it was me. I just made a blog spot and opened it up and picked a name for it.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. Speaking of the name, yeah. t- t- tell us a bit more um, about the name. Like, what does it, like, represent and symbolize?
0: You know, it's crazy. When I first thought of the name, I didn't really have, like, a super deep meaning to it. I just wanted something to kind of fit. Um, that sounded right to me. Um, that's what I ended up picking, but as I kind of went along, um, you know, like a manifesto, the declaration of your intentions and your principles, and that's something that's pretty important So music site when, like, curation is everything. Like, the song that you pick is, it should be the reason, um, you run the site to be able to highlight music, think things exceptional, talk about important stories, you know, um, so that kind of became my thing was to really focus on um just standing by the principles of looking for and finding great music exposing amazing artists you know even for that like the most popular artists um just kind of sticking by that and holding ourselves to that
1: how do you and, go about picking the perfect song
0: um i don't think it's ever a perfect song I think I, I, i've never heard a perfect
1: Okay. and like so what would you say if, if you could describe your musical taste um, kind of like meshing together three different artists what would those artists be oh man yeah out are
0: just giving me these crazy <laughs> questions um, so I have to mesh together three
1: artists if it could be like a combination of this and a, and a, a him a combination of her, a combination of him whatever uh, it's
0: Um, I'm gonna go with Erin Allen Kane. She has like an amazing
1: voice. She's dope, yeah. I love her.
0: Yeah, she has just that really, really strong voice, and the songwriting go with it. Um, kind of captures the emotion. Um, I'm gonna go with Kendrick Lamar, who you know, a rapper's rapper who has the lyrics. He can you know make the songs and the hooks mixed into great on guest features and has like, you know, great great charisma performance. Um, I saw him perform with the National Symphony Orchestra oh. and I shared five and a half of here. Um
1: <laughs> all five and
0: so a half? All five and a okay. half was pretty serious. Um so I go with Kendrick for like lyricism and, you know, performance skills.
1: Mm-hmm. one to come to mind. Come
0: on. See, you, you give me these tough questions <laughs> it's just like I need, I need more time, you know? You got Kendrick, um, We got
1: Aaron. Who's the third?
0: I'm gonna go with Q-tip. Really? What, yeah. yeah. Okay, why? But he was awesome in terms of, of course, his legacy, but he just kind of had an He has an of creating these vibe that really kinda of catch you off guard on what you're not ready for it. Like he made this song called You, but it's not hip hop at all, but it sounds amazing. Um and it kind of have like a little bit of
1: His production's as as crazy too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, I like I like because he can uh, he can create a vibe in so many different ways, like using many different genres
1: i go with it. Dope. What's a more recent transitional moment that's currently influencing your work right now, and how are you navigating through it?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I've gone through a bunch. I'm kind of solid to think of the best one to think of. Um, I think overall one of the most important changes that I've gone through recently, um, I've been able to kind of really push myself all the way out of my comfort zone, um, in regards to how I work.
1: Um,
0: it's it's easy to talk about, you know, how you've made progress in certain areas, but I, was I really doing the work that would tie directly towards, you know, my medium and long term goals, you know, um, like, for example, I kind of got comfortable where I was, you know, I focused on content and marketing, but not so much outreach and partnerships. Mm. So, you know, what would that do for me long term? I can't really tell you. Um, but just kind of forcing myself to learn more about that part of what I wanted to do is um, to understand more about exactly how people get to the spot that I want to be at. So not just... So
1: I was going to post everything, you know, dope now, I know that you also transitioned like officially career wise, whereas correct me if I'm wrong, you were working full time and then also working on artistic manifesto with a team and everything like that. but now you're focusing solely on artistic manifesto whatever other side projects you have. uh yeah, so I
0: was working for an educational company in d c Uh, being a brand ambassador, basically, until August, actually. And then I um, I put my two weeks in. Um, I was doing event coordination um, for a company down in Norfolk. It's like three hours south of D.C. Um, And I've also been uh, working as a social media coach, um, so helping clients out with, you know, building their excuse me, building in their audience in different ways. And um, I also am signed as an influencer with um, an agency called Shade. So I'm kind of still, you know, bouncing around a lot of different places.
1: What made you put in your, your two weeks notice at your job?
0: Um, well, I had had some difficulties with my job for probably four or five months before I ended up quitting, just because of... Uh, you know, some people getting switched around, I had some new new coworkers, new office mates and things weren't working out. So I ended up realizing that I wasn't doing the things that I was hired to do and that was frustrating and um I was being, you know, assigned things that were outside of what I was meant to do also. So it was a bit frustrating. Um there was some communication lags. So I just had to kind of really um you know, sit and tell myself that I wasn't really meant to be there much longer. So when I got the chance to um do the event coordination thing, I, I, I took my stuff and um, left and started something new.
1: Dope. What's been the most challenging experience you've dealt with, like, during this shift?
0: Um, I mean, I would say the biggest challenge is like having the mental fortitude to be able to push forward and keep working and being productive even when I'm not entirely sure what my next step is. Mm. I feel like things aren't going my way, you know?
1: How do you I'm do that? Easy. Like, how do you keep pushing forward even when things aren't going your way? Um,
0: I mean, really, it's just you got to remind yourself like, one, that's the only choice. You don't have any other options. And two, like, this is the life that I really chose. Like, I didn't I didn't want the security of the job. I told myself I'm going to figure it out, so I had to figure it out, do what I said I would do. Um, I wanted the opportunity for a while, so it was time to embrace it. Um, I had a lot of good friends who helped to um, encourage me through this time and give me advice, you know, things like that. Number two.
1: What's the greatest piece of advice like one of your friends gave you about this cuz like job security and lack thereof can be like a I mean it's it's a very serious matter and can impact uh folks financially but also right can impact the work that you're able to do too. So what's like the greatest piece of advice you received? I think
0: the biggest piece of advice I received and I got it several times actually was to make sure that you're not focusing on you when you're talking to your audience. Like if you're looking to build an audience or if you're looking to um, you know, be a coach or if it's holding you can't focus on you like I did this. You gotta focus on what value you're gonna provide for whoever you're looking to help, whoever you're looking to reach. Um that's the really important thing that definitely holds true, you know? Yeah. I think people sometimes tend to and you know, I'll try to, you know, big up themselves and make themselves seem more important than what they are. But at the end of the day, um, the most important thing, can you help somebody or not? I think is what dictates in exchange that anything you want to happen, actually happen.
1: What's inspiring you right now?
0: In, in regards to just life in general? Yeah. I think a couple of. Things um I'm able to look back, you know, where I was six months ago or a year ago. Um, that's pretty inspiring. That's I've come a pretty long way. Um being able to look at other people around me, whether I know them personally or not, and see their growth as business people or entrepreneurs is also pretty inspiring. And um just looking at the world, seeing um uh, you know what's happening and what's um what's missing, you know, what do I think I can provide that is not being provided right now. Um, That's pretty inspiring, too.
1: What's one of, like, the biggest mistakes or the biggest, like, lessons that you've learned um, since starting Artistic Manifesto?
0: Um, The biggest lessons without the words
1: or I mean on First Year Project we talk a lot about mistakes and not mistakes as as things that we regret but just you know tough challenges or you know lessons that we had to learn along the way
0: I think one of the biggest lessons that I had to learn was um, to make sure that I wasn't working for the sake of work um, I think I must Actually, but um, I I had to get away from what I thought my goals should be, um, and adapt my goals to the reality of the industry that I work in. You know, um, so I had to just make sure that I was working towards things.
1: How do you distinguish between like arbitrary goals and like, okay, this is actually a goal that I should try to work towards?
0: So having to, you know, go from just wanting to seem important to brands and want to be noticed by brands versus taking the time to reach out to brands and show them your work and tell them what you can do with them, you know, for their audience. It's a big thing you have to keep in mind.
1: In these last uh, few few minutes or so, can, can you tell us a little bit more about Views from the Grits? I heard it's a very, very dope event happening in D.C. And then also, can you tell us a little bit about um, the coaching that you do and the making email a great, great, great again uh, newsletter that you have?
0: For sure, for sure. Um, so Views from the Grits came about, um, came about, I want to say we thought about it first in April or May. Um, and I was talking to a friend of mine named Britt Wright, and he does events in D.C. I had actually helped um, spread the word for his Christmas party in um, December 2015. My birthday is December 28th, But so I wanted to have a Christmas party that combined my birthday party. He let me hold it down. I brought a good number of people, and um, I just kind of came to him and made like, hey, I, I want to get more involved in events. It was a fun thing for me. Um, you know, what do you think of this idea? So we were bouncing around the idea of having a brunch party um, around the day of Rockley City, the big festival in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we um, decided to go ahead and do it around that weekend. And then um, me and a friend of mine thought of the name Views from the Grits. Um,
1: Where did you get the name Views from? You got to explain the name.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Views from the Grits. Is of course kind of a parody of Drake's views from the sixth album. Um, so of course, you're talking to brunch with you know a hip hop feel to it. Um, you know, of course, we hear lots of Drake, you'll hear, um, you know, Kendrick, Cole, Kanye, um, you know, some of the big modern dance hip hop, a few throwback jams. So, we wanted a name that gave people instant recognition and they would kind of know what it is. Like, if you're if you're into hip hop, you hear views from the grit, you think of the album automatically. So you have an idea of what the event might be. So if you hear views from the Grit's brunch party, you have an idea of what um you know, what you might expect. Nice. Um yeah, and then we just um we took the name and we um we got the venue and we started to really make sure the branding was on par and start to promote. And um yeah, the first one was definitely learning experience, I think came out pretty fun. Uh, it was a really fun day. But uh, we just learned so much about, you know, how to work together, myself and Brent, On the event, um, we learned about what to change and do differently. And, you know, from there, we took that event and, and put up even more for from the Grits in August, which was even bigger, and at a different venue. And um, for the second one we teamed up with this spot called Ooh and I soul food in D.C. So we had um, really good food and just a really festive environment. Everyone felt pretty welcome. Um, of course, we had the swag but Of course, we had, you know, dance contests and everything else. Oh,
1: so this and is like more than food. a brunch. There's like a party going on. There's like dance contests.
0: Yeah, it kind of starts as a brunch but kind of just put um, it into uh, a party about, you know, Two hours, in, so you can get your food. You know, you can have your drinks and everything, and then we just kind of turn up, you know. And by the end of the party, um, people were saying it felt like homecoming and all this stuff.
1: That's dope. Yeah,
0: kind of, kind of, exploded pretty quickly.
1: Nice. Um, and then before you tell us quickly what, well, like, like, how folks can find your newsletter, I wanted to ask you one last question, um, because, because I, I think, I, th- I think it's important in terms of, um. Kind of figuring out. Okay, I've I've created uh I've, I've created and developed this thing. Like like, what's going to happen next? So like, what's keeping you going with artistic manifesto? And what should we be on the lookout for? Keep
0: going with AM because passion is fun. Um, you know, plain and simple. I I started doing it when I had no plan because I loved it so much, and I wanted to um, you know, be able to help people. Um, find and get against statements that they love, you know. Um that's what it keeps me going. And then just um as I work towards getting a, a more concrete plan, get more, you know, concrete and details and research. As I progress, um I'm able to, you know, see tangible results. And see like real progress being made towards the goals that I want to accomplish. That definitely helps too. Um, And that's really kind of what tied into, I know you asked about coaching also, Mm -hmm. um, into me being able to um, start social media coaching and build that platform. And I literally, um, I was so inspired and motivated to to build my own brand that I had to really be able to observe um, how people do branding, how they get exposure, how they build, you know, an audience that trusts them for, you know, whatever topic, whatever niche they want to be in. Um, so after doing, you know, AM for a while, it led me into uh, starting to coach people in regards to their own risk, um, and kind of being able to take, you know, whatever your passion is, um, whatever your goals are, being able to take those goals and make them into concrete, you know, measurable, attainable goals, you can start to knock out one by one.
1: What's the newsletter Um, called again?
0: And the newsletter is called Make Email Great Again. Um, <laughs> I think that's important. Your, your inbox deserves better. You shouldn't just have a bunch of boring spam emails in your inbox. Just you have things you look forward to that you can enjoy. So, yeah. Make Email Great Again. Um, got a little bit of social media like like, um, you know, some sense of marketing. It's got um, some awesome music. Oh, it's always been the passion and I think everyone can appreciate um, amazing music, so just helps me be able to share you know whatever the best song of the week was and a song that I can't stop playing um that so too, and also, this is um an you know, opportunity to give updates on about uh, you know important things that I do, whether it's a views from the grid or a different event or you know a product that relates to what I've been writing about a bunch of different things. And uh, if anybody wants to join, the uh, URL is just bit.ly slash great email. If anybody can join in there.
1: Thanks so much, Mikhail. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today.
0: For sure, for sure. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for listening to today's episode, y'all. If you have thoughts you'd like to share about the episode or want to share your own moment of transition, make sure to drop me an email at firstyearprj at gmail.com. A link to subscribe to First Year Projects newsletter is included in today's show notes. The newsletter allows you to get first dibs to episodes and will also begin including more exclusive content. So make sure to subscribe with the link in the show notes. Today's background music is My Night by Chantel Akda. You can find her on soundcloud.com. Editing, production, and hosting on today's episode were done by myself. Thanks for the love, y'all. Until next time, have a dope week.